What's up, guys? It's Captain Cook. Welcome back to Spicy Memories, the podcast where we talk about food and life and stuff. I am joined today with a recurring guest, maybe the only person who's been on the show three times now, I think. No, four times, four times, four fucking times. That is absolutely insane. Um, (laughs) Ashley Lana from Lullaby the Fear podcast. We are doing a special episode today because we are actually currently right now live on Instagram, which means if you're listening to this and you watched us live on Instagram, you might have a problem and are doing too much of a lot of things in your life and need to scale back a little bit. Okay. Uh, Know that, uh, you know, know that not everybody's going to, you know, listen to me, but that's totally fine. So, and this is also a great way to include her followers, my followers, people that maybe we can connect with, you know, this is like, this is all, it's all, it's happening, man. It's happening. It's all inclusive. So Ashley, thank you again so much for coming on for the fourth fucking time. Um, Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. Third time, (laughs) third time solo too. First time was with your old show. And then three other times after we were just you, um, which is crazy. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Well, that makes two of us. That's why we should have a show. It makes sense. It makes sense that we should be doing this because neither of us know how to shut the fuck up. All right. Um, but the difference is like when you say things, you say things of substance. And when I am just spewing out things, it's more just like I, I just, there's no off switch. You know, it's like no one's went, no one's, no one's clicking the light switch off. So you're accusing me of being schizophrenic. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yes, I did. Who said that? I didn't. Huh? Um, what? <laughs> oh God. I hope all this comes out. All right. So um, the reason I wanted to bring you on today, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Uh, usually it's more of like an interview type show that I have. You have a very different kind of show than mine. And we both, you know, we're good friends and we both have watched the development of our shows. Yours I've watched literally since like the inception of it, which has been great. And so I kind of want to talk about that. And I want to talk to these people about it because you and I have very different shows, right? We are very vastly different people that live in very vastly different parts of the North American continent there. And yet there's still this connection between like us and all these people that we've connected with on here and people that, you know, that it's like, there's this, this community that's built, I guess, with podcasters that I didn't really know about. And I'm kind of learning about how like embraceful it can be and stuff. So I kind of want to touch on that. And if anybody else, like I said, wants to say anything in the chat, please do it. Otherwise I'll just, I'll just keep saying shit. I'll just, I'll just keep talking. Don't, don't fucking test me. Don't test me, boy. Very, very bad. Don't test me. Um, so, <laughs> oh God. But yeah. So thank you for coming on again. Um, for those of you who didn't hear me, uh, Ashley's show is called Lullaby the Fear Podcast. Uh, there is still a link in my link tree in my bio if you want to check out her show. I have been a, a cameo on that uh, once or twice. Uh, I did a few few little voice acting things, uh, not 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 portraying people that I would necessarily say that I idolize. But uh, that's a lie. <laughs> the lie detector test determined that is a lie. But um, but it's it, that was that was fun. That last episode that I did a cameo in. So that was two episodes ago, not your last episode, right? And it's a blur. The one where with the where I recorded with the with the guy, the cop, right? Oh, Mikhail Popkov. Yes, yes, Mikhail Popkov. So that was two episodes ago. So yeah, if you go two episodes ago, you'll be able to hear me and um, somebody else who uh, you can say if you want. I don't want to ruin it, but it's up Raven to- from the Rogue Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully she pops in as well. We'll see. I'll tell her um, about it. You freaking better. Um, but yeah, so spicy memories, man. This is crazy. It's like. I think I'm at episode 37 now. Are Six, you? 36, 37, something like that. And you start. 
uh, when did I actually start or when did I start taking it seriously? <laughs> when did you start taking it seriously? <laughs> oh, uh, late 2020. Um, but I started it late 2019. I recorded like the first four episodes in like, bam, like a few months. And I did it all in person because a friend of mine, Lucas, shout out Lucas, uh, he and his other friend had a podcast that they brought me on a couple times. And then I had them on and I recorded a few people and I was just, Honestly, recording in person is a fucking bitch. I had like the, the audio interface with the different microphones and there was always problems with my old shitty laptop and like Audacity would just close all of a sudden. And I'm like, I'm not dropping $500 on software and mics. So it was, it was actually kind of a struggle. And the audio for the first, I tell people all the time, the audio for the first like six episodes of my show um, was, the audio was pretty garbage. It was pretty terrible. Um, I think that's a podcaster's go-to if uh, if you if you decide to be an idiot and start with my first like six episodes, it's on you because I'm warning you, it probably sucks. And then it's probably really good and you're like, but I still warned you. <laughs> See, the difference is though, like your even first episode, it's not like you just went in it cold. Like my first episode is literally me. The first one that you can hear is me because I drank too much bourbon and I was just in the kitchen and I had the fucking, my phone like this and I'm drunkenly slurring into the microphone but this is look there's there's these trends going on in food that are just it's just i see it over and over and i'm just bitching about instagram basically but your first episode actually had some production value so like i didn't actually get into that and care about you know the i didn't actually get into that and care about the audio until i was probably at episode like eight once i started recording on zoom because zoom you you had set up a whole show and you know you were you were getting all that shit but zoom I don't know. I didn't know it recorded so well. I was like, I was fucking taken aback. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, this is amazing. So I think once I heard what like decent audio sounded like, that's when I was just like, yeah, this needs to, this needs to happen better. So, and then, and then that's when I started taking spicy memories more seriously. Now you have gotten a lot more traction with your show in a very short amount of time. Cause if I'm remembering this correctly, you started your show in the fall of last year, right? In August. 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 My plan was to release it in October because the whole marketing concept of releasing a true crime podcast come October right. was ideal. But I was like, oh, but I can't wait. So I didn't yeah. wait. I released it in August. And since August, so we're talking, was that uh, nine, nine months, 10 months, not even 10 months? Like it's uh, roughly to, to do all of that in a short amount of time. There's a lot. For those of you uh, listening and those of you who are joining us live here, uh, if you have not checked out Ashley's podcast, go to the link in my bio, go to her profile. You can find it either one. Uh, Lullaby the Fear podcast. I actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm hundred percent true. I am not the biggest fan of true crime and horror out there. In fact, I didn't listen to true crime for years because I would listen to all these shows and I was just, I don't want to say I was falling asleep and I don't want to put any out on blast, but there were definitely, there was one specific show that I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I have to like constantly like, like wake myself up. And then, so I just didn't listen to true crime for like years. And then the only reason I started listening to yours was because, you know, we'd been talking and like, I was literally watching it develop from just the inception of like the idea to, you know, what it is now, which is crazy. And so I think because of the development, I got that much more that it's I like, got. It's, you know, I it's just, like the greenest stock sign. I just, Stop. It's true. it's true. I'm so shy that whenever someone's like your podcast, I really like your podcast. I'm like, oh, stop it. 
usually when people are like, oh, I listen to Spicy Memories, I'm like, my first reaction is usually, oh, I'm sorry. Like I used to hear that. <laughs> it's like an apology right off the bat. Um, but yeah, I, so this episode, I wanted to bring you on of all people because you and I can actually have like an honest conversation. How do I say this without sounding insulting? I don't feel like I would need to like properly interview you as like a guest, like you wouldn't be someone that I'd have to worry about scaring off to not come on a second time. You know what I mean? Like that, not to sound mean to myself or whatever, but when I first, <laughs> bring, when I first bring people on and those of you who maybe who have been on my show, I'm a lot to handle. I talk a lot and there's a lot that gets thrown out and I say some sketchy shit sometimes. So, you know, I sometimes, <laughs> so I sometimes have to uh, not censor myself, but I have to remind myself to stay on track and be like, okay, you have questions, dick, like fucking focused. And uh, that doesn't always happen with you. You and I can just talk. And I feel like that's a little bit better to have a conversation like this, which is going to dive into podcasting, Maybe some of like the, not insecurities, but maybe some of like the stuff that people don't know about that goes with it. And for your show specifically, because it involves like research. So it's not just like mine, like with my show, I could, I could say whatever the fuck I want. I could literally be like, I walked home today and all my grass was blue. And you could be like, no, it wasn't like, yeah, it was fuck you. And I could just say that. And it's an opinion show. Nobody's going to tell me I'm wrong. What the fuck? What is spicy memories? That doesn't mean anything. You on the other hand are doing like facts and court cases and like real quotes and shit. And so I want to dive a little bit into that too. I want to talk about that. But um, before anything, all right, uh, if you were stuck in, you were trapped in a 7-Eleven for, I don't know, the rest of your life and you could only have Everything one, on the shelf? Only have one flavor of slush puppies. Only one slushy flavor at forever. What flavors are you doing? fucking masochist for those of you who don't know i am addicted to slurpees, slurpees like sorry. it's bad so what flavor slurpee if you were stuck in a 7-eleven like trapped in there for the rest of your life <laughs> phil uh what flavor slurpee would you just stick with for the rest of your life oh i got this unfortunately for all the international listeners i hope you know what this flavor is because it's a canadian brand but do you know what jones pop is what Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> rewind. What is what is Jones Pop? Is it like soda? It's a soda. Do you guys call soda pop in Canada? Is that like a thing? No, we call it pop. You call it pop. Oh, that's what we should have done. We should have like did that thing where you say words and then we pronounce them how we would pronounce them from our country. Well, like about. About. <laughs> about. Yeah, I will say knowing, knowing now more than just one Canadian, but mainly you, Canadians don't really say about. We and don't like, say about maybe, maybe somebody on like the Newfie side of Canada, like all the way on the Eastern seaboard, maybe, maybe there's some places where they say about, you know, but uh, I think, I think that was like an American thing that got started because you people say about like that. It's oh. like about, because when can it, when you guys try to say it, how we say it, it's like about, it's like about like you're bowing, right. But it's like about, it's like, it's now you ever like, it'll just become a sound. What's that called? Yes. I hate when that happens. It happens to me the all the called? time. What is it called again? Off the top of my head. I don't know. I, I was about to yell. Nobody knows. What am I saying? I have right. to clear my throat. Cut this. <clears throat> I'm still sick. I've been sick for like ever. Okay. So That's anyways, yeah. back to the Slurpee thing. Yes. You didn't answer. Uh, so Jones pop was your answer, right? Yeah. It was just like a Canadian flavor, but I have to, if I have to try and go like an international, like generic flavor that everybody would know. Yeah. Um, probably grape. Mm, purple. Okay. purple, purple flavor. Purple flavor. <laughs> Tastes like purple. 
Um, <laughs> I, oh God, you know, I got into an argument once with somebody about that, like that flavors couldn't taste like, no, nope, that doesn't make sense. That colors couldn't like taste. Okay. Like, like somebody was like, blue doesn't have a flavor. I'm like, yeah, but it does though. And they were blue like, raspberry? no, it doesn't. And I'm like, no, it does. Yeah. Like I always think of like a blue as like a blue raspberry, but then, you know, like what about like blueberry then? But also, you know, it's like, oh yeah, right. And it's like, what, what would red be to you? Cherry. Okay, what about strawberry? Color? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like red has pink? multiple. Pink? Coral? Well, I guess that's true. I don't know. I was a weird kid. I didn't make I got one. I got one. Orange. Orange. So, watermelon. Water. It's actually pronounced watermelon, but thank you. Like Post Malone. Really? Um, red food has shades. Okay, this is Phil from Paired Pines. Phil is a, a valid human being in my eyes. So, I will say this. You're right. Red food has shades. <laughs> um, Whoa. I guess that's true because like certain flavors, but then you could say that about any color and flavor. Couldn't you like blue and like yellow, like yellow, yellow, deep yellow. It could be like banana. But when you see that like light, like I just peed in snow yellow, you're like, that's fucking lemon. You know what I mean? You want to know a really weird fucking fact about banana flavored stuff. So like banana flavored penicillin. Yeah. So wait, fun fact. Hold on, hold on. Banana flavored penicillin. Oh God, is this a Canadian thing? What's, what's, okay, so, you mean like, you mean like the medicine, right? Yeah. There's, there's flavors, you drink it? Yeah. Hold on, back up, sorry. All right, just say what you're going to say, and then we'll go back to people taking shots of penicillin, apparently. You have me? I hate this. I hate when this happens. When people <laughs> say something with such confusion that it makes you question your own, <laughs> your own. Okay, thank you, Corey. <laughs> okay. It is. Is this okay. a thing here too? And I'm just an idiot and I don't know about it. Is that what's happening? So you never have banana flavored penicillin. And like, as a kid, you would take it in that cylindrical spoon. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, see, whenever I taste anybody on the Instagram live, back me up here. If you've ever had anything artificially flavored banana, you think of penicillin. Huh? So anyways, back to my fun fact. My fun fact is prior to bananas being abused over the years by oh god okay first of all i'm not a vegan i have nothing against vegans but this is gonna make me sound like i'm a vegan so (laughs) um before all like the gmos and stuff like that went into bananas the original flavor of banana was the flavor of penicillin but because bananas have been mutated so much their flavors have changed huh bill nye the science guy really science guy questioning your entire life 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 uh cory says especially those banana marshmallow candies yuck no those are gross but are yes you... they taste exactly like penicillin oh, i'm not to find those i don't know what you guys are talking about you, you can i just about... send you a big like when i Canadian send out my box? yeah yeah i'll give you some Wait, smarties it's... i'll give you some ketchup chips i'll give you yeah Poutine doesn't hold well, so I'll give you... (laughs) That's true. I could send you a box of stuff uniquely American, like um, statistically highest number of mass shootings. That'd be good. Um, Sorry. Um, (laughs) I ain't um, say shit. Not associated with (laughs) that. Anyway, regardless, um, that was a slag to Americans too. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, He is American. We need to express that he is American. I'm the Canadian. I'm the Canadian one here, bud. Very true, but I think people would also be able to tell that I'm not Canadian because I'm definitely not as polite and nice as Canadians are 
are. <laughs> okay. Fuck them guys. So, yeah. The thing about the Canadian stereotype is, yes, we're nice. And the reason why we're nice is because we are in this giant multicultural country. Okay. With, like, we're... I don't like saying things that could piss other people off. So if this, if this pisses people off, I'm sorry. <laughs> people, you'll, you'll be okay, people. Um, so, like, America is usually called, like, the melting pot, right? Yeah. And it's because, like, a bunch of cultures come together and they kind of, like, melt into one. Whereas, like, Canada, we actually had a specific day where, like, Stephen Harper, for example, he broadcasted, he was, like, an old premier. He actually stated, like, we want all cultures to come here and, like, live in their culture, right? So (laughs) we're polite because we're always being introduced to new people and you don't want to offend them. Hence, before I even started this conversation, I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> yeah, so that's, you're just describing being a polite person. Like, you literally just gave the explanation of just what good people do. It's like, oh, I'm meeting somebody for the first time. I want to make a good first impression. I don't want to insult anybody. Let me be nice. That's just how a normal good person thinks. So basically, what you're saying is that everybody in Canada is just rational, <laughs> basically. Like that's, that's pretty much what you're explaining to me. But uh, regardless... Um, that's my real accent, regardless. But regardless, um, we gotta, you gotta see the baby. You gotta see the baby, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry you wait. gotta see the baby. You gotta see. I hope people are listening to this and they're not on the live and they're like, what the fuck? But all right, so let's, let me, let me, wrote up, let me rewind real quick. Are you um, just gonna have a bunch of rewind sound effects? Can you do that? Do that. I'm just gonna do that sound. I may not put it in, I'll be like, I'll just go like that so people see. Uh, <laughs> all right. So when you first started launching Lullaby, right? You, each episode has like insane amounts of research, especially for the two-parters, which my personal favorite two-parter, maybe my favorite episodes that you've done, Jonestown, hands down, fucking just amazing. And I don't know, I think it was because like I was getting this like crazy, for those of you who don't know, by the way, Ashley did an episode on, Jim Jones and the uh, the Jonestown massacre, and um, not mass suicide massacre. Believe me, uh, but li- you should listen to the two episodes because I didn't know. Like I knew the expression, you know, don't drink the Kool Aid, whatever. But like I didn't actually know. Yikes! I didn't actually know about like what it really was. I didn't know about like everything and stuff. So those that, that those are great. But um, you had so much research going into each one, like. I, I don't know, like, what's the prep time for each episode, would you say? Like, from the moment you have the idea until you're like, okay, now I can actually record it. Like, what, what's the time in between? Like, are we talking days? Are we talking weeks? What are we talking? It really depends on the actual case. Um, minimum, minimum five days of research, sometimes really? six. And then I'll record on day six, and then I'll edit on day seven, and I try to release on day eight. Sometimes they run longer. That's why I'll try to release episodes. Like, I'll be like, okay, Monday's going to be it. But I don't just, I don't go to Wikipedia and just jumble around some words. Like, I, I specifically want, like, the documents. If there is any case file documents, I want those documents. If I can get a hold of any person that was in the law or any person that was part of the actual case i email them and sometimes that takes longer i was gonna right? say do you, is your like if you do reach out to people like that is your response time like decent do you not hear from anybody are people usually willing to help like how does that usually work? a lot of a lot of people are usually willing to help there are some people who are cautious as soon as you say the word true crime podcast because you know there are hundreds of thousands of true crime podcasts well, uh, yeah. but that doesn't <laughs> 
that doesn't deter me from asking because it's all about the delivery, right? It's all about like how you, like you're pretty much marketing yourself throughout an email. And usually more often than not, when you're actually looking to clarify specific details, like when I did the Daniel LaPlante case, the majority of people who do the case go based off of the news articles, which aren't updated, so to speak. And then when I did that episode, I went and I actually got like, I got the case documents. I got the court documents. Like the actual court and case documents. Yeah, it was a, it was a copy, but basically it was past the time frame where it was like kind of public domain. So it was fine. Well, that's, I mean, that's the other thing too, is like after a certain amount of time, especially if all of this has been resolved, like I could see, I could understand, um, Hold on, we're going to take a quick pause, by the way, for everybody listening. For some reason, my Zoom has been fucking up recently, so it's telling oh, me. Oh, thank God, I got a cough. <laughs> we only have uh, eight, eight minutes left, apparently. I don't know why, there's only two of us. So uh, if anybody knows why Zoom is being such a dick, then fine. But Ashley, I'm actually about to email you a second Zoom link. So we're going to stay on live, and then we'll, once this oh. ends, we'll just hop on the next one. How about that? Oh, um, it's going to be like a behind the scenes, behind the scenes. Literally, it's so meta. Anyway, so I could... um. I can understand if somebody was like, um, this is going to come from a different email, FYI. I can I'm understand- reading the Instagram comments. What was that case you hit on the most that really made you say, wow, what the fuck? Oh, like the first wow case, I guess he's asking. Like the first, which by the way, if you don't know what Ashley's wow cases are, it's the worst of the worst. I'm get, what I'm getting from the question is what's the one, what's the wow episode that I did that make me, made me go, holy shit. Oh, okay. Um, the one I'm doing right now, actually. Really? Well, yeah, don't tell anybody what that is because I won't, I haven't told <laughs> a soul. So, I mean, I can understand if the case wasn't like open, if it was resolved totally, then I could totally understand somebody being like, yeah, I don't give a shit, do whatever you want. But, um, I, mean, I won't do open cases. Okay. That was my next Earth. question. That was my next question was, would you ever consider <laughs> doing like a, would you ever consider doing like an open case or not? The reason I won't do open cases is because everyone is innocent until proven guilty. So as soon as you go on and you start giving something that is a documented opinion that is harsh, then right. it becomes like defamation, right? And yeah, I'm not touching on that. Um, I know way too much about the legal system and my uncle is a lawyer and I am not getting sued by my own uncle. It would be an interesting. I'm going to sneeze. Please keep this in the show. <laughs> That's how I sneeze. Damn it. I was really hoping for that. Um, is that my phone or your phone that's echoing? I don't fucking know. Instagram. Hey. For those of you who go live on Instagram, I didn't know they do this. Every time that you open a live, even if your sound is all the way down, Instagram will crank it back up because Instagram thinks that you're just being an idiot. Like, yeah. Oh, in- <laughs> Instagram isn't understanding that I am purposely trying to shut it up. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, FYI for the people in my live, uh, it's been about 38 minutes, 30 minutes since we've been live and my phone is probably going to just straight up die uh, after another 9% or so. So when that happens, <laughs> you people are done. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> do you never come prepared for this shit? I do. I do. It's just today I was running late and I just had to, I had to cook and then I said things were, things, things have been crazy, but also things just go wrong. You know, life is, as the French say, c'est la vie. C'est, c'est, c'est la vie. Um, anyway, so. What I was saying was, what do you, like, considering your format, what do you do to actually keep yourself from not getting, like, insanely overwhelmed to the point where you're like, fucking, I can't do this anymore? Like, each episode, I'm sure there are episodes that have taken a lot out of you. I'm not saying that, because you do go through a lot of research. I'm saying, like, for me, I could see after a certain amount of times doing that, me just being like, it's not fucking worth it, I can't do it. Like, because like, I personally, like, 
if I run into enough roadblocks, that sometimes isn't always motivation for me to like keep pushing forward. I can easily get deterred sometimes. So I'm just curious what your method is for that. If there is one, if not, you may just be like, no, I'm a normal human, but I don't know. <laughs> I, without sounding narcissistic, I like to see myself as like a really creative soul. So whenever I do my podcast, the part that I hate the most, the part that I hate the most is recording. I hate recording. Really? Because, oh, no, this is tough. It might be having to play back my episode. No, that's it. I hate playing back my episodes. I cannot stand my voice. So after I've done my, okay, so this is my process. I decide which case I want to do. And then I quickly do a briefing of the case. And then I immediately send out emails to either people where I want documents for the case, anything I can use as cross-examination. I email that out usually day one, day two, and then come day three, I'll start doing my prep research and I'll do like, like a template for the episode. I know in my head how I do it. It's always like, Oh, hello. Hello, my pretties. And then it's like, with that being said, welcome to lullaby. And then it goes into the whole last week we discuss. And then it's like, so get comfortable because sweet dreams are made of these. See, I can do this right now. I just do, do a whole entire episode. That's crazy. You just and then like, it, cha- your voice just like changed too. It's so <laughs> you're just like no, I did it. Hello, hello, my. It was like it's just like it was so it was so instant. I love it. Well, it's because like when I'm bubbly and like no one's around, this is how I talk. But as soon as like it's just me, like my voice drops. And like I have a really low registered voice, and like I'm this is this is how I talk. I actually really talk like this, but because like I'm really excited. It's like oh my god, <laughs> annoying valley girl voice. Here I come. So. Yeah, but so then I'll do my template. I'll put everything in where I need to go. And then I'll do like rough sketch on my information. And then four days go by. And then if I get any information, I my biggest thing is cross-examining my details. That's the biggest thing. I can see that taking, that probably takes a long time. Because usually what people hate with true crime podcasts, because before I started one, I was one of those people where I was super picky with podcasts, but I hate when you, you're listening, you could literally read along with Wikipedia. That's what I hate. I cannot stand that. So I get all this outside documentation. I cross examine information and then I go into mercy. I will either email the people I want to do cameos with so like with you i'd be like hey i'm doing a case are you interested in doing it and if you say yes and you agree to it then i tell you the case and then i send you the the case files and then i send you the script i ask you to record it you record it you send it back to me then i record my response to you and this is gonna this is a fun fact the actual time it takes for me to edit an entire dramatization is a day. It actually adds a day to my editing. Seriously. Yeah. Cause like, you know how you'll send like up to each line about six times. Yeah. So you'll send like those lines and then I have to, what I'll do is I'll, re- I'll play it through my headphones and I will actually verbally respond and audio record it on my end. And then I have to edit them together. And then I have to add every single sound effect to it there are so many layers of editing sound and anybody who edits will totally understand so like you have like the planes of how many sound edits there are a dramatization has up to 17 bars in mine 
Well, I will, and because in you know you added on top of what you're already working with. Because when I recorded for you the last episode, which we had mentioned earlier, for those of you maybe that weren't joined, um, uh, Mikhail um, uh, Popkov, right? Yep. Is that his name? Uh, yeah. So that episode, I recorded part in my car, part not, and I was doing stuff to make the sound effects, uh, you know. And on top of that, Ashley also edited like sounds in. So like, you're not just editing in sounds from like a blank canvas, which would be easier. You've got my dumb ass inside of my car, like slamming my steering wheel as if it's a fucking head or whatever. And so like, which by the way, I hope no one here is watching, but I really fucking hope somebody in my parking lot apartment complex was watching me just sitting in my car at like 11 PM, just going ape shit and screaming and like saying, you fucking bitch, just like screaming and slamming my windshield, my, uh, my steering wheel. That, that was hilarious. I'm going to uh, make you a meme. I'm going to make you a meme tonight because I just thought of one. So everybody listening, I'm going to post a meme tonight of Christopher. <laughs> um, Talking Monsters, this is, this, is, uh, this is tracks with what we're talking about now. Talking Monsters says, uh, the editing bit, hearing your own voice played back constantly feels like the worst thing ever. I will agree that I, I do listen to my podcast, not before I upload them, after, because I, I, after the editing, I'm just like, I'm like shot out. I can't listen to the whole thing again until it's finally out. When it's out, I think I listen to it. I don't know about you, but I get borderline worried, not about something I said, just like, I'm worried that I left something in that I shouldn't have left in, or I didn't catch something. Right. So like, I, that's why I listened to it, which is why when you and I did our last episode, it was when the Spotify rap came out and we did our Spotify raps. And I think like the third podcast down was my own podcast. And oh she yeah. Was, she was <laughs> like, you, she's like, you conceited son of a bitch. And I'm just like, like, I'm your, like no. your third favorite podcast listened to of all last year was your own podcast. <laughs> like, it's not like that. I have to listen to every episode when it comes out just for like, you know, for, so I don't have to, I'm not, I mean, I'm not Johnny Depp. I'm not going to not watch my own movies, but like, you know, I'm, <laughs> touchy subject that's, but um that's kind of yeah. how i am like i'll edit and then i'll upload it and i'll listen to it and i have to listen to the whole thing because like mine's research right i have to like and i follow along with because like when i talk i'm not re i'm not reading a script what i'm doing right. is i'm reading etched out timelines i'm reading timelines and i'm adding what sounds like a great storyline because I am a really great storyteller. Everything is true that I am telling you, but I am using my own verbal dictionary. God, I got to start doing fucking audiobook porn. You really should. God damn. Got to find some smut to read. Jesus Christ. See, now that I would go back and listen to, but not my own damn podcast. I can't do it. So yeah, once I do my last listen, I I publish it and that's that. I can't listen to my voice again. I give you a lot of credit because my paranoia kicks in and I'm just like, I got to listen to it. And then I listen to it and I find myself halfway through listening to it and acting as if I didn't just say all this shit. Like I'm listening to it and like some stuff will be said and I'll be like, whoa, like as if I'm like, like I just like, I like completely forget what the fuck I talk about sometimes. And maybe that's why I listen to my podcast. I have no idea, but I don't just listen to my show for fun. I listen to every episode once it's released and that's why it showed up on my fucking Spotify rap. So I'm not that conceited, but I, uh, not that much, but, um, yeah, I don't know. And so, so that's like your format with editing. Mine with editing is more like if I need to edit, I will edit, but if I don't have to, I will not. And I try to like minimize, I try to minimize the editing as much as I can. Part of it is also because I, I went to film school and I've been editing and I do it for my job too. I edit video all the time. And so like the less editing I have to do when I'm not doing all that sometimes is better. I do like video editing, but 
how do I put this? I liked it better when I wasn't the one that had to deal with the consequences, I guess. Or like, it was like, especially oh, when was, you were doing someone else's work. Yeah. Or if I was yeah. working with people, especially like when I was in film school and stuff, if I was like, when I was at, um, when I was going to school at purchase, uh, not purchase WCC, actually, when I was this place around here, we had like this group project and we did this big film and I was doing editing and there were like three other people that were contributing. And I think that kind of took some of the pressure off where I liked, you know, having these headphones on and sinking in and getting in the zone and just being, and just fucking running and rolling. And I liked getting into that when it's my own stuff that I'm going to be releasing. It's, it changes things. It's a little bit different. So I don't know. I mean, I just, um, the format of your show has always kind of intrigued me because it's just so fucking vastly different from what I do. Yet at the same time, we can relate to a lot of stuff with like podcasting and people who are listening as well, who I know there are some podcasters in there as well. You can relate hopefully to that as well. I don't know how you guys feel about your own shows, but there's this like, there's this like culture that I've noticed that you kind of introduced me to with podcasting because it wasn't really until you started kind of connecting with other podcasts on Instagram. And then especially once you started up your Twitter, which by the way, lullaby the fear on Twitter, check her Twitter out. She's doing fucking tasty on there. Um, doing tasty. Um, I, uh, tasty. I, um, <laughs> saucy. I, um, it wasn't until then where I was like, there is like a mass amount of like podcasts out there that are more than happy to interact with and listen to and embrace other podcasts, even if they're not the same kind of show. Right. And it seems that there's a big culture with that, with uh, true crime specifically, like maybe because there's so many true crime podcasts, but I've noticed that there's like this whole like community and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. What have you noticed about that? There is definitely a large, well, I, prior to doing a true crime podcast, I knew there was a large true crime podcast community, but what I didn't realize was when I went to start a podcast, I was really worried about someone like the competition aspect because I'm, I'm not a competitive person. I don't like, to me, I see podcasting as an, as art, like a creative outlet, no matter what the topic is. So I'm not and this is how I was raised. I don't compete with other people. I compete with myself because I have fucking anxiety and I'm sorry, I can't handle your guys' problems. <laughs> so I pretty much, when I went to go start my podcast, I was really worried that other podcasters were going to be kind of like rude and like put like standoffish because I, I didn't know. I was ignorant at the fact. Like I thought maybe they were going to be like, oh, well, it's just like you're a true crime podcast. I'm a true podcast crime podcast we can't talk and it's not like that it's not like that at all and i fucking love it i have made so many friends with like true crime podcasts and and i listen to their shows i love their shows and i love supporting them and even if they've done a case that i've done i'll it's awesome hearing their and when i say person's perspective another person's perspective of it and that's what i love and when I started, I was like, hey, I'm really, I'm going to try and stay away from really popular cases, which I still am. And I've had a lot of people request for me to do popular cases like Richard Ramirez, Ted Bundy. I've said this before. No, Ted Bundy. I fucking hate Ted Bundy. But like BTK. And the reason why is because of, they want to hear my perspective with my format, with my podcast. It's not an ego thing. It's just it's like a different version of the book and it's just based on voice. It's a different feeling that every podcast brings. So true crime podcasters out there. I love you. Non-true I, crime podcasts. I love you too. There you go. 
I and I've noticed that with uh, food podcasts that there is a little bit of a culture. I haven't really dove into it that much. I've interacted with shows that I don't want to say have affected me directly, but like there's the show that I was actually just a guest on, uh, and the, this is the son of a bitch who beat me out for number one on the food section of of, uh, of Good Pots. Um, but uh, I was on I was on the Food Bowl show, and we started that because I looked and I'm like, who who is this? Who's this son of a bitch that? that taught me on number one, who is this? And then I saw, and I, whatever. So I reached out and then, yeah, he was just like, he was, he was a super nice guy. He was like, yeah, let's, let's get it going, man. What the fuck? Let's do it. And uh, he didn't say it like that. That's what I said. Um, Kyle said, son of Sam, local boy. Son of Sam was my town, man. Growing up almost, Yonka's almost. He said, would you consider doing son of Sam? Who, by the way, I think I've told you this before, but I've actually seen him in person. So hey, you told me that. Yeah. Whoa, that's a long one. Oh, hold on. I got this. Um, well, here, while I read this, would you do Son of Sam or no? Uh, not anytime soon. There you go. And it's uh, more or less because, like, I, do, I, I like darker cases. I'm not saying what he didn't do. I'm not saying that he wasn't horrific because every fucking criminal is. But if you listen to my show, I definitely have a zone. And that's usually the dark psychological aspect of the worst fucking brutal crimes yeah. and yes shootings are bad and stuff yeah but. no i will say that i know what's on i know son of sam's case very well his cases um i'm hearing an echo a little bit you may want to check that instagram didn't fuck with your volume again um because they just did with mine again but yeah i i know son of sam's case and i i guess especially after i saw him in person on that school trip i wanted to read more about it and i will say that the cases that you've done have been very like i don't want to say everything that happens to these people no matter what's the case is horrible however yeah some of the stuff you've done like blows son of sam out of the water um talking monsters said uh yeah creating it for fun slash art and then uh competing with yourself to make it better is a vibe the online community is really good there is such a different vibe from podcast to podcast yeah i think the nice thing is uh the nice thing is being able to see the versatility like how I do my show and then I listen to other food podcasts and I'm like, Oh, that's how a food podcast is supposed to go. That's nice. Uh, so that's like the <laughs> feedback that I get. Uh, my boy, Phil from paired pints. Uh, have you done Elizabeth Bathory? Elshabeth. Elshabeth Bathory. Elshabeth. Sorry. Elshabeth. Um, I have not done her and more or less because I don't personally find her that interesting. The only reason why she's like, like, if you actually go back to her actual story, it's not, it's actually not all that exciting. And I feel really bad saying that I do cases that are worse just based on like, I like the cases where psychologically I can go into their files. Those are what I like. And with Elshabeth is you don't have access to that because it was so long ago, but it is an interesting case. Will I do it? Not anytime soon. If I was to do her, it would probably be if I did like an episode of like a compilation of female, like the history of a female serial killer. If I was to do something like that, that's yeah, where throw, she throw would come in. in. Not, not do a whole episode, but maybe put her on the, yeah. in the rotation there. Um, yeah. Kyle said, just thought like maybe a psychological side in his claims. I, I don't know. I mean, again, we could, we could talk all night about his psycho, about his psyche and his claims, but um yeah. And for what I said before, for, that, for those of you who don't know, because Ashley knows this, I just said it as if you people knew too. In 11th grade, I was in a criminal law class at East Chester High School. And uh, we went to Sullivan County Prison, which is not far from where I live. 
and we're walking around and we were in this YAP program, which is the youth assistance program. So the prisoners that we were interacting with were on very good behavior for many, many years. A bunch of them were getting out in the near future, some of them not at all. Um, but uh, they, they were helping us and trying to scare us basically into not going to prison for the various reasons. But as we were walking around the prison, we saw this old Dr. Phil looking motherfucker just sweeping the floor. And uh, one dude who was like a chaperone on the thing just like elbowed me and my friend was like, yo, that's, that's David Berkowitz. And I was like, who? He's like, that's son of Sam. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, and then we got in the room and the woman who was the, the teacher that was running the program, our, our old teacher, I'm forgetting her name. I said, I was like, oh, we're not going to talk to, to Mr. Berkowitz. She's like, no. I'm like, oh, I was like, okay. So like, she was like, no, he's not in the program. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, I saw he him. Should be. I saw him sweeping when he was bald with a mustache, looked like Dr. Phil. I think he, I think it was shortly after it had become very like born again uh, in prison. Cause I know that happened uh, <laughs> with him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's what I was referring to. Um, which I, I understand. See, the psychological part of your show is what always kind of hooked me. The Jim Jones episodes with Jonestown, the reason that, those hit hard so much for me was because like everyone's heard the phrase like you know don't drink the kool-aid or like you know jonestown and like jim jones like everyone makes those jokes and stuff and like it's fine i mean always sunny has made like five jim jones jokes it's pretty pretty amazing but um when you actually listen to what happened like it's it was not what people think at all and i don't want to give too much away because i want people to go back and listen to your episode but like when you really dive into like the psychological manipulation that occurred and the level that that takes, like the level of narcissism and sociopathy that that takes, uh, sociopathic tendencies, not sociopathy, right? Sociopathy is not a word. Um, is it? No. It is a word. Just nobody is uses it. it. Look at that. I'm smarter than I know. Smart um, word. Monsters again says the psychology behind cult leaders who can get their followers to do anything is pretty interesting. It is because then you're starting to wonder, like, is it really them? This was what my thought. Now, you can give me your thoughts on this because this is this is what I've always thought when it comes to like cults and stuff like that. Is it really the people that are that elevated, like in a narcissistic way to where they're like, I'm going to do whatever. And it just drives them to the point where they do that. Or have these just been people that have been able to tap into something that is, is going on with a certain kind of a human and tap into that psychologically and be like, I'm going to exploit that a little bit. So is it something that maybe is inside of all of us that these people just tend to know how to tap into instead of them just being this crazy, you know, megalomaniac. See, now what separates a, I don't like the term normal narcissist, but an, an average human narcissist from a megalomaniac cult leader is that nothing is good enough for them. They need people to tell them they are God to constantly feed that, that insecurity that they have where it it literally becomes an addiction so once like with jim jones he lost like 13 people that day in in ghana and he snapped he's like the concept of anybody leaving me is preposterous because i am i am to how i tell myself the perfect person and these people leaving are like shedding layers on his confidence. And that is just like this insane trigger where he has to do something radical. Whereas like normal people would be like, oh, well, that fucking sucks, right? So it's, and they're all intelligent. They're, well, there are idiotic. I mean, I, 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 they're, they're, yeah, they're insane. But I think it does take a certain level of 
IQ intelligence, right, and operate yeah. and brain operation level to be able to do something like that, I think, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm not trying to glorify them in any way by saying that what I'm saying is that it does take a certain like level of intelligence to be able to manipulate your way around somebody else's mind. It starts, it starts from a young age, from what I've noticed with all the cases that I've dealt with is it usually comes from some form of child who was very intelligent and, oh, that was your audio. Yeah, no, cause I, I swiped, I swiped down and as soon as I swipe back up, Instagram just shoots the fucking volume back up. This is like, all I ask is to be able to go live on four screens at once. What's the big deal, people? So anyway, happen in here. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Uh, the level of intelligence that it takes to psychologically manipulate people. Um, just so people know, by the way, in the Instagram live, uh, we're probably, I'm going to cut the Instagram live probably in like five, 10 minutes. Uh, and then Ashley and I are going to probably finish out the episode solo. Uh, but I mean, cause it's been almost an hour since we've had you people on and this has been, I like this. We should, we should, we should think about doing this occasionally because this has been a hoot. In a hoot. to me and you people can tell me in the in the instagram chat if you think so uh king mexico said uh listening to it while working in an asylum makes it so creepy yeah no shit jesus Yo, <laughs> that sounds awesome what the fuck really oh my god talk to me that's the shit i'm into jesus h roosevelt christ that is uh that's a, that's a setting and a half right there woof that's a good that's a good plot for a film Somebody who becomes obsessed with true crime while working in an asylum, and then maybe he, you know what I mean, goes off. And the whole time. Oh shit! He was just a the whole time. He was just a. An whole inmate. time, he was an inmate, but he was in his cell. There's a there's actually a Reddit story about that. Sometimes I stay up late at night. It's kind of a movie like about that Reddit too. Shit. It's it's called Shutter Island. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that movie. I will say this, Shutter Island, I love Shutter Island, and it is my probably least favorite Martin Scorsese film, um, which it shouldn't be, but uh, I, it just, I don't know, it just, it was, it was, it was different, it wasn't, wait, hold on, that was Scorsese, right? I think it was Scorsese, I don't know, but regardless, um, yeah, that would be, that would be an interesting plot, uh, yeah, he's a wow, uh, <laughs> wow. Wow, we yeah. went for it. Yeah, we went for it, but I mean, it's, it's weird because at first, when I first started bringing you on the show, when I had you and your old show, it was you and a few other people. And that was kind of like me, you know, promoting another show, whatever. And then when I had you on and we did our first episode together solo, which was mainly we talked about Albert Fish, because that was the episode that you had just been putting out, which was your second episode? Third. Third. Um, fourth. Fourth. Okay. Uh, we were talking about Albert Fish, which for those of you who don't know, was a cannibal in right around here, actually in New York, in Westchester County, kind of in New York City uh, in the early uh, early 20th century, right? Like early 1900s, right? Um, and we were talking about that and I'm like, beforehand and even during, I'm like, this is like nothing to do with food whatsoever. I'm like, but it really works. And it still, it just feels good to like have a good conversation. I think those kinds of episodes and your episode like that kind of helped me pivot with my show. The reason that we're talking about all this, by the way, especially before I close out the IG live and a little bit, I like, I want people to see that like having two different kinds of shows with two very different kinds of people, it still shouldn't deter you from like wanting to start your own show if you really, really want to. Um, okay. Well, Instagram live apparently has a limit now. Jesus. Uh, Instagram live is telling me that I only have a minute 50 remaining in the live. I uh, didn't time know to, that they put a limit on it. Time to boogie. Yikes. I guess it has an hour limit. Well, that sucks for everybody. All right. Well, 
No point in wasting a minute 40. I've had to navigate my way around that time a bunch. <laughs> Buzzing. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'll let you ride your own joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just start weeping uncontrollably. Uh, she said it was fun. Okay. It was uh, supposed to be a good time. <laughs> okay. We have to say goodbye to everyone. Say goodbye to everybody on IG the Live. The podcast is going to continue. It is. And I hope everyone listening on the podcast is a good get rid of those fucking people. Now we can listen. Um, no. <laughs> so one thing I have actually been curious about, I don't know about you, but since I started doing this podcast and started, so I started ramping it up a little bit more. I've been getting a lot of people who have been asking me about starting a podcast just because they want to start a podcast. So like, I don't know. I mean, what we'll, we'll go each, each one, but you first, like what would be your top two tips for someone who actually wants to start? Find a topic that you like and do it. So don't do something because you think it's like a trending thing or like whatever. Yeah, no, it's like, getting an investment. Like you don't invest in a company unless you know the company. So if you're going to invest in a podcast, you're going to be investing in yourself. So make it about something that you like. That's a good place to start. Um, What about like equipment stuff? Cause like, that's another thing that people are like, I don't even know where to start. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like as far as like people who get overwhelmed easily with like, you know, technology basically. I record my podcast with my iPhone. That's right. But you also, but you don't just do your iPhone though. I mean, you have like a setup, right? No, I literally just, I have my audio box, which sometimes I'll use. I, I use it more now because it gets rid of that like background frequency stuff. An isolation booth. Tell me like, but you record with your iPhone. So you put the iPhone actually in the booth, like yeah. in the little like enclosure thing. Right. And what, what is that? It's just, it's like soundproof material I'm assuming, right? That's what it is. It's just a foam. It's just a foamed box that blocks out any outside frequencies that would fuck up with your mic and cause interference. But, and for your show, that's kind of more important though, especially because like you're, especially like you've got these like dark ominous, like tones going in the background and you're talking about like very dark morose like stuff. And so like, if you were talking about that and you heard like, you know, motorcycle go by. Yeah. Or some (laughs) shit like that. It would just like, I'm not saying it would like ruin it, but like it definitely, I think would take away from it. I don't know. I just, the reason I the reason I, I was so curious about all this is because not just you're the person I would want to talk to about podcasting, but also I've had so many people just say like, oh, I've always wanted to start a podcast. X, y, Z. And like my whole thing, it's the same thing I tell people like with I cook, if I can start a podcast, it, literally anybody can. Like I, cause I don't do what you do. I don't put in the research. I don't do that shit. I come on here and I just fucking spew bullshit for an hour plus and it works for me and people seem to listen, which is nice. And so that alone should be proof that you don't need a specific kind of podcast to do a podcast. I, there are levels of production, obviously, but one thing you mentioned earlier about your audio, your audio was not like garbage in the beginning, not even a but little. But you have to remember, I started on another podcast. That's true. Well, when I you started, started that podcast, yeah, it was not always. The reason the audio, good, but, yeah. the audio was rough because we were recording with three people. Yes. And we all had to buy mics. Which is actually the the mic I'm using right now is the one that I used when I did that podcast, and it's not the mic that I use when I record my podcast. Right, because sometimes the iPhone is just it, it's it has always been it's been mesmerizing to me in the past like I don't know ten years. You and I are just old enough to remember what it was like to not have a cell phone. We're probably the last kind of generation of people that 
remembers that, I would say. I mean, because you're like 29, right-ish, 28, 27, 25. What are you, 20? You're 19. How old are you? Yes, okay. I'm, um, I'm 19 now. <laughs> there you go, 19. Um, In dog years. But no, you and, you and I are around the same age. And like, I'm, you know, I'm going to be 31, woof, in a couple of days. Um, and I... I remember having to memorize people's cell phone numbers and I remember having to just call from landlines and stuff. And then, so we've kind of watched the evolution of these phones and going from the Nokia brick that I used to throw against the wall and catch when it bounced back for fun. Oh yeah. Uh, going, going from that to now being able to have you record a very more than decent sounding podcast on just your phone. Like that's like, that blows my fucking mind. And it's weird because I know that somebody who's like even eight years younger than us, that's not going to be that like mind blowing. They're going to be like, yeah, what's that? Like, they're just going to be like, yeah, that's, that's life, man. What do you, you know? So I don't know. It's just, it's been interesting, but um, the recording of your, I think the combination of you being alone in an isolation booth, even just being, you know, pretty close to the microphone and having all the other sound effects too, kind of adds it all together. Like you don't need one of those crazy big, you know, sure microphones and like a giant, you know, booth that you walk into and shit like that. I mean, what you're doing, on a, is like a small scale, quote unquote, I guess you could say from like a studio standpoint, and it still sounds like studio quality, especially once you had gotten the isolation booth, it was like, like your audio was good, like very good, like for all the episodes. And then you got the isolation booth and it was like, holy shit. Like it was never bad, but then it was like, what the fuck? So yeah. Like, Cause it got rid of that background, like hissing. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that background frequency. Yeah. That's what it did. And this is something that a lot of pot and I didn't realize it until I actually bought a like the sound little sound booth. Um, just get heavy blankets, drape them over chairs, and sit inside that. It's the exact same thing, but nobody wants to sit like that for hours no. on end and record their voice. No, I actually did that for one solo episode, but I did a bootleg version of that, so I was just sitting in this chair and I took this blanket. And I just draped it over myself and was just sitting here. So I was really hoping that like my wife or somebody would walk in and I was just mm-hmm. sitting there under a blanket, just talking to myself like that. I'm picturing how that would have played out in somebody else's life. And I was just, it was. Especially was, if they didn't know you had a podcast. Right. Like if my parents decided to come and visit, they don't have a podcast, but they don't listen to this shit. Um, so like if, uh, if like they decided just to walk in and just saw me like, it's like, that's it. He finally snapped. That's it. He's like, he's finally, we finally broke him. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Gone. <laughs> So, all right, the future of Lullaby, I'm curious about. And the reason that I'm very curious and the reason that I wanted to have you specifically on the show, I, I, I was originally coming up with the concept of this, like talking just about podcasting and starting a podcast and like what goes into yours. And like, I was going to do this with like a bunch of different people in small segments and cut together, like, you know, I said, oh, fun. yeah, and maybe I'll do that in the future. But the reason I want to do this one with you is because, um, the evolution of your show, which has been very, in a short amount of time, like gradual, very gradual in a short amount of time. Um, what, what, I don't know. Like, what, is there anything that you, where you want it to be? Like, let's say in another eight months, like, do you see, or are you just kind of like each episode, you're just kind of slowly developing it and you kind of see where that puts you and then go and then go, or do you have like a long-term kind of plan as far as like, where and you, you have a goal. If you want to talk, you don't have to talk about it. Obviously, that's not oh, personal. I'll, but, it's, if other people want this goal, they can have it too. Yeah. Just adjust it, adjust it to your own life. Um, I want to eventually be able to do live episodes in a theater. Wow, that would be great. Like a reading. I, 
yeah, I want to be able to like walk down and have like a WWE entrance and then get up on stage with a big projector screen behind me, lighting, like growing up, I wanted to be an actress. So this is kind of like my thing. And I just, I just think it would be really fun. That's something I've, that's my goal is my goal is to one day be able to book a venue and do a live episode with lighting and say like, I'm going to tell you guys a case. That would be amazing. Like literally amazing. Like it would, it would be, that would actually like, I I would go to something like that. That that would be um, unbelievable. So keep that goal and definitely do that because fuck, that would be amazing. That's That's, uh, like, especially for a show like yours, it would be so perfect too. Like, cause you're such a good storyteller. Very theatrical. Like you can't, you can't see the video, but like if I were standing, I'd be pacing. (laughs) I think what really sparked it more was seeing all the different kind of people that are in the community and interacting and embracing and stuff like that. And realizing that it's easy to feed off other people's energy and it's easy to stay motivated when you've got other people, you know, telling you that like you and I have always been very supportive of each other's shows like a lot. Like a lot. And, you know, I mean, each episode I've, I've not, you know, which people listening should know Ashley and I are like friends where like, we talk and like, you know, so, you know, besties. And like, so I've known about episodes before they come out. And like, I knew about the show when it was just like an idea. And like, that's why for me specifically, and I'm no, I know I'm not the only one you, you know, told about the show and you talk about the show with, but from like the way I feel, it was nice to watch it just kind of sprout from like this idea and like develop into like this. And so now I'm curious about like where it's going to be in the next like year or something like that, because that's not really how I kind of vision this show. I just kind of like, it's the same reason why I don't really do seasons because I feel like if I take too much of a break, I just won't come come back. back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I did that in, I did that at the end of 1919, end of 2019. And then the pandemic hit. And then like March 28th, when we all got the stay at home mandate, I recorded one solo episode and I was like, I'm going to do this all year. I'm going to do this once a week. It's going to be great. And I was just like, I was like, bam, bam, bam. I was like, you know, whatever. And I didn't record for the rest of 2020 until like October or some shit or September. Like literally I didn't do any recording of a podcast that whole year. And I know that if I take another break like that, or if I take a season break, I'll just never get back into it, you know? And I justifiably could take a break, especially, you know, come October when there's going to be a a tiny human in this room, actually, uh, (laughs) because this is going to be the tiny humans room. Um, So, um, there's only like, you know, five rooms in this apartment. So, <laughs> but, um, um, you know, so I, that I could justifiably take more of a break than anything, but I just, I know that if I take too long of a break, I'll just never stop. I'll never come back. So and I think like bouncing off of what you're saying is why being a part of the podcast community is really important because a lot of my biggest supporters are podcasters Yeah, and not just podcasters, but podcasters who listen to my show. Right. And they, because if like, you'll listen to their shows and then they'll motivate you to want to keep going. And it is this big positive community, right? And that's something that for me has worked really well with how to grow my podcast was I wasn't isolating myself in a back corner. I was like, hey, I'm a true crime podcaster too. Like I, I, I want to meet you. I want to like, I want to be friends with you. Like we both have an interest in true crime. Like right. let's, let's utilize that. Right. And like you and me, I met you 
and you're a food podcaster and now you're kind of a variety podcaster i don't know what my show is anymore it's not even a food it, it is a food podcast but it's not also i don't, I don't know what but just because i specialize in true crime doesn't mean i can't go on a sex podcast and start talking about anal doesn't mean i can't go on your podcast and start talking about how hot foods affect anal it's just <laughs> i was really hoping you really can't go on your show and talk about anal i'm like no you totally can you should i'm like that. i already did <laughs> i already like, did already, no you already did that That's we already did um, a whole episode on spicy memories that was yeah great the fucking that was that was a great episode that's the other thing too is that having that level of non-censorship has been beyond liberating because I say shit on my show that I cannot get away with anywhere else. And it's funny too, because of people even that like I worked with, like if my boss ever heard my podcast, she'd probably fire me. My boss cool. is like, she's like a 70 something year old who was like going to be a nun 40 years ago and then changed her mind and went into education. Like she's a very nice woman. And she's taught me a lot over the past five, six years, just in case she was listening. Um, but um, no, uh, she's a very nice woman. It's just, it's, I, this is like not, what I portray at work, I guess you could yeah. say. No, it's not me at work. Um, people don't like me at work, actually. So, like, I'm I'm not I'm not a likable person. I work in the executive office, and I have some uh, priorities that are higher up than a lot of other people. And I people people don't like me at my job like that. So, um, I have like I have like two friends at work, and one of them left. So now it's like, yeah, it's it's a for a place that has 300 people. It's a very lonely yeah very lonely but you know very that's what I, I realized that when I would first start eating lunch I was eat before the pandemic I eat lunch with her every single day at our little conference room table and you know she said nobody ever wants to have lunch or invites her to lunch or anything because like why would they she's like it's lonely at the top you know people just they don't they don't think like that and I think that it's weird because when she told me that you could see that it like did like kind of upset her because I you know she she's been she's like super sweet to every person like a fucking substitute teacher assistant right? Somebody that gets paid beyond minimum wage, you know, that has no business really being in her office because they have two other supervisors that are in between her, them and her. They just walk into our office, into the executive director's office. And if they ask if she's there, I say, and she just gets right up from her desk. She comes out, she sits in the room with them and talks. So like, it's not that it's just, you know, but if all those people heard the shit that I say on spicy memories, it would be a very different dynamic at my job. Uh, let's put it that way people be like yeah that's crazy yeah your weekend was good so butt stuff so (laughs) butt sex (laughs) like oh my god but i don't know so i i think the answer that i was looking for that i got from you that it answers my 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 back and forth in my own mind was the support from the community itself, I guess, has really helped, I think, keep you going. And it's also shown you like new podcast platforms and new things that you can enter and like, you know, new tools and like new softwares maybe. And like, I think that's why it's important, um, aside from what you said, to do a show that you actually care about. If you are listening to this and watching us and you do want to start a podcast, look at us. Okay. Look at us. We're different. Okay. Ashley looks like that. I do not. Okay. She's Taka Macala. She's uh yeah, she's a little bit closer to the North Pole. I am not. Uh, you know, we we have two very different kinds of shows as well. Hers is structured and well formatted, mine is not. <laughs> so, like, you know, there's no reason why you can't also get support and like, you know, learn things as you go on. It doesn't have to be exclusive to like, you know, the genre that you're in. That being said, if you do find people in your genre, it tends to help because it helps keep you in that world. I think that's what's been happening with you, especially is like the more 
people you interacted with and supported and talked to and stuff that were within the true crime kind of world, I'm sure that that probably helped just kind of drive everything forward because it was also like, okay, there's people who are in this life listening to me. And like, that has to also build a level of like confidence as well. You know, I would feel that, you know, you have somebody else who's doing, you know, uh, the same similar kind of genre as your show, but also telling you like your show is fucking great. You need to keep doing this. And I'm not saying that it gives you more validation, but I think, I mean, I don't know. You tell me, does it give you more validation than some random person just being like, I love your show. Like, you know, which the support's always nice, but like, as far as like validity, I don't know. You can, you can tell I don't like segregating my listener base. Um, Like all I, everyone who listens to my show, I'm so thankful for it because if it wasn't for my listeners, I wouldn't be doing this. Right. Um, When it comes to, compliments i guess you could say where it's like um some reviews hit different and it's more or less like i'm trying to think of a real life example if you were okay okay i I got one okay let's say you are a painter okay and someone you've never met who has just a regular job comes up to you and says wow that's a really good painting good job like oh thank you like yeah it would make you feel really really good and you think about it whole week right (laughs) and then if you had like an art professor who's been studying at the louvre and stuff like that walk up and be like this is a really good painting like i'm i know what i'm talking about this is a really good painting it has the same validity of being exciting and making you feel really good. It just gives you this more like someone in my field respects my work and sees everything that goes into it. Not just hears, or in this case, because the painter sees what goes into it. So like other podcasters know what it takes to make a fucking podcast. Like it's not just you sit down and then you just hit, record and then you just publish the next day that is not how it works and i'm not saying everybody who doesn't do podcasts doesn't realize that but when a podcaster says like ah you put a lot of work into that episode you're like yeah i did <laughs> yeah but and- also that that shows in your show i mean it really does it comes through because you wouldn't be able to have the kind of quality that you do if it wasn't for that amount of work that you put in i mean it's just it's that simple like there's no other way to go around it like the reason that your show sounds the way that it does is because of the prep that you do and because of the amount of work that you put in and stuff. And, you know, the reason that my show sounds the way it does is because I don't, right, in, in a but way. Yours, you know. But yours is good. It's good. No, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's a bad show. It's just, it's very different. And I feel like the dynamic of it and the way that it flows, even like what we did tonight, the way that it could just be so kind of like aloof and like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Like that stays the dynamic because you have to kind of keep like somewhat of an open mind going into it. I feel like if it was somebody who wanted to do a show like mine, but they were a very regimented person and everything has to be by the book. And if things go off a little bit, it can like throw them a lot and stuff. Right. If it was somebody who applied that to every aspect in their life, you know, a situation like tonight with what happened with the IG live could throw people, it could freak them out, which is totally understandable. You and I are able to sit down and just kind of power through it and then still talk like this on a show afterwards and not really be affected by it too much. But you know, I think that, um, like I was saying, the reason that your show sounds the way it does is because of the work that you put in and the prep that you put in. And I feel like being able to 
like even if you did an episode of Lullaby that was like an inside episode and just gave people a breakdown of what you do case by case and maybe even like you know like you it, you do a good job of sprinkling in uh, what I've noticed like what you have to do uh, for specific cases like you'll talk about how you pulled case files or you'll talk about a little bit how you got the research sometimes or like what you had to do like and you won't go too too far into it but you will mention it and like if you did a whole episode on like an inside lullaby kind of show where maybe you did talk about a small case, but a lot of it was prefaced with like what you had to do beforehand and how you got it and like not give away details or people's names or emails or anything like that, obviously, but like work through the process, each one, it would still end up being a really good product because all of that still happens. People just aren't hundred percent aware of it. So like the quality that you'd be putting out and like the content and all that stuff would still be amazing. It's just, People, like you said, they have no idea what goes into prepping for a show and specifically like your kind of show that has to do with like real life cases and real life people and like quotes and things that you can't fuck up, like cross-referencing. Like I can say something on the show and if I'm wrong, it doesn't really affect me too much, whatever. Like I'll just, you know, correct myself on the next show or I'll just forget it happened. But like you're talking about like real cases and like real people and shit like that. So like it's very different as far as like not repercussions, but like it's very different as far as like how you have to approach it. And you've been very careful with that and you've been very meticulous which is why you haven't you know had any issues like that which is oh don't say that like okay as a podcaster i can't speak for every podcaster but i think i can speak for a high percentage of them when i say this the hardest part of being a podcaster is being comfortable with pretty much doing a class project voluntarily and standing up on a stage and giving it to the world and hoping they like it that's which also i mean for a lot of people that is extremely anxiety inducing (laughs) yeah like i have well not not so much now but guaranteed every every second episode i do i have and chris knows this i get the worst anxiety i'm always so worried that i say something i'm gonna you're gonna publish this i'm like oh god did i make someone mad because well i don't know i'm not like that but i'm not one of those people where i'm out to piss people off or out to just start something like that's not me and when you produce a product to the world such as like your podcast and you're passionate about it and then someone is just bored and then they want to shit talk you right like that knock on wood has not happened to me yet but as i'm seeing my podcast grow I'm hoping that it doesn't happen because you don't have that kind of show where that would be that much of an issue. Like if, and in a way it's because you don't have, you don't have like an opinionated show, so to speak, as far as like you just kind of making shit up as you go along, like, because it's so much based in like fact and because you do all the prep, you're not really going to run into that because there's no way to not. I mean, that's the thing is like, you're not like, you're trying to understand the psychology behind most of these people and you're diving into it and you are giving opinions based on your training and based on all the research that you've done and stuff. So it's an educated response. If someone disagrees with you, fine. But somebody saying you're wrong, it doesn't really work like that. And even if they say that, they're the ones that are wrong, actually. So well, like, I'm not, I'm not, I will say this. I will, <laughs> I go by facts, but I never like to say that I'm always right. No, I'm not saying you should say that, but you the whole, that's the whole thing. Start, start every that. episode. Yeah. Hello, hello, my pretties. I am always right. You're a certified nightmare prescriber. <laughs> That'd be a great way to start. How are you doing? Just remember, I am infallible and always right. So welcome back to Lullaby episode four. Um, but yeah, so I think in all in all, 
um, because we're down to the last probably eight minutes here in the show. Um, if you do want to start a podcast, whether it's an open talk kind of podcast like this, or whether it is a very structured story that is based on actual events that you're telling, like Miss Ashley does, which uh, small plug once again, if you haven't, go to the link in my bio or Ashley's bio at Lullaby the Fear Podcast, and you will find her show. Catch up as much as you can because each episode, including the first one, is fucking great. So just catch up as much as you can. But if you want to start a show like mine, either one of mine even, because even my other show that I do is not like this one at all. Are you kidding me? Like, I can't talk about anal with Pebs. Like, I could, but she'd probably be, like, a good sport about it. But, like, it's not that kind of party. Like, you know, it's not you – know, so it's like – so it's like, you know, it's a very different – a very different format. But, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you want to start a show, you know, there are not as many hoops that you have to jump through as you may think to start. Once you start your show – much like you've done with Alibi and kind of how I've done, not really, um, but like much how you've done with Alibi, I think as you go, you find things to develop with it along the way. Like it's, there are people out there who are doing it through a studio or through a company that are sponsored maybe. And so there's a lot of production and prep that goes into even before the first episode to where they don't really have to worry about it. They show up, they talk, they do the thing and they're good to go. And those podcasts, you can tell the difference because it's like right off the bat, you're like, okay, well, that sounded like a professional fucking podcast, Jesus. And like, that's just the first thing that pops in your mind. So not everyone needs that to start though. You know, you, it's, you just, like Ashley said, find something that you're interested in. Okay. And maybe try to find a community of people that do a similar thing because you would think that that would be a deterrent, but it's not, it's actually a good motivator. And those people usually are extremely supportive. And if you run into somebody who's not, just don't talk to them and report their uh, socials and get them kicked off the platform and make their life miserable, whatever. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Who cares? But um, I don't know, man. I mean, this has been, this has been somewhat educational, this, this episode. I just, I, I, I haven't had a chance to just kind of do one of these episodes. You know, I usually have somebody on that I want to talk about certain things with because I wrote it down and I'm in a certain time limit. And especially if it's not somebody that I'm like friends with, I can't always say everything I want. And I also can't be like, you know, it's like, uh, sorry, I can't record for like three hours. Uh, so like, I wanted- Yeah, with me, uh, you can. Yeah, exactly. Take me for granted, bitch. I think, I think that last episode, maybe, or the one before, I think it was like over three hours that we recorded. And when you were with your old show that we recorded with the three of you on, that was- Oh, like, mercy. That was like four hours. That was crazy. Um, yeah, a lot of editing. Yeah. But- uh, <laughs> Good, and I, good and I stuff, but it was a lot of editing. Stuff, a lot of editing. But so like, you know, find people that are also- in what you want to kind of talk about in, in that world. I think that may actually help. And that may seem like it's a turn, but it's really not. So, I mean, I don't know. As we start to close up, would you have any last minute like advice or thoughts for people as far as, let's say, let's do this. People that want to start a true crime podcast, not just a podcast, true crime. What would be your maybe little piece of advice that maybe you didn't anticipate and that you deal with like a lot? I'm going to say the podcast community. Okay. Like you're not in it alone. Like, and it's tough with true crime podcasts because I didn't have one because I'm a very, if you know me, very planned out and methodical person. So before I started a true crime podcast, I looked up what went into a true crime podcast. So which is also good. I mean, I, I'm, I should, we should not suggest to people just to go in blindly and start talking about a subject that you know nothing about. If you're going to start a true crime podcast, Ashley's right. Look up about true crime podcasts. Yeah, like, like, maybe some like basic do's and don'ts. You know, because if you're going to start a true crime podcast, you're about to do something that involves facts. So you better start by researching 
what goes into a true crime podcast before you start doing a podcast on <laughs> real people events. Right. And if you want to start a podcast like mine, just drink too much one night and find a microphone and you'll find your way. And um. never be afraid to change or get and start another podcast. This is my second podcast. My first one was great. I loved it. It just, our lives went in different directions and we couldn't continue. And then I started doing what I love doing, which is true crime, dark psychological examinations. And now look at me now. And I think that's a good, uh, that's the best piece of advice is not to be afraid to divert if you need to, you know, not to be afraid to change path if you need to. And I think that's, probably the biggest thing with people um, as we close in here on our, on our three to four minute mark. I think the biggest thing is like people afraid of like, if they finally do get involved and they finally do start doing all the research and all that shit. And then things just go like a little bit awry to the point where you're like, I don't really know if I want to do the show anymore. That doesn't mean that you need to don't do a show ever again. You just have to find a new podcast and start a new show and maybe dig deeper into what you actually want to do. Because if you were doing something that you really, really were that into, a couple of speed bumps along the way are not going to deter you from doing it. Like they're not like, it's just, it's not going to like, if you didn't love true crime to the point that you did, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have continued this after the first four fucking episodes, probably with the amount of research and interviews that you have to go through in the pile. A lot of time goes into it. Yeah, exactly. Like at fucking days into just one episode weeks, sometimes literally. And so, I get so much anxiety from doing a podcast of scare of like ridicule, but I'm still doing it. Because well, I, think, I love doing it. I think a part of that also, because that does happen with a lot of people on podcasting. And I think the reason that you feel that as well is because like you're putting it all out there as you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like everything is landing on like you. And that can really throw some people. That could really fuck people up because it's like there's nobody else to kind of blame if something goes wrong. And kind of like it's the same reason why golf is the most infuriating game in the entire world. It's because- Only you it's only you. You can't blame the wind. You can't blame anything. If you hit a bad shot, it's your fucking fault. And that's why golfers are assholes is because they know that. that can I get an amen? That's because they know that it's their fucking fault. Things are going wrong. So um, I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely need to thank you. Not just on a, on a podcaster level, but on a friend level, because uh, one doing a podcast like tonight, a lot of people who did not know me well would not have put up with that fucking mess with the Instagram live and all that. But also, um, you know, you could have easily just not discussed true crime or like podcasting with me in the depths that we have because we have such different shows. And granted, I think, like, that's, that I think of, that's stupid. I think no, that's it, so it is. Stupid. No, you're right. And the reason I'm thanking you is for that reason. So like, a lot of it became because of your old show. And then we started talking and we actually became like friends. And then that, you know, so it was kind of easy to talk about our shows after. But I think a lot of people, uh, you know, it's giving me less than a minute. A lot of people do that. So I don't want this to cut off because I'm not going to start another meeting, even though we'll, we'll, we'll uh, text afterwards. But um, Ashley's podcast, the link in my bio, Lullaby the Fear podcast, look it up. It's on Spotify. It's on Anchor. It's on Good Pods. It's on Apple. It's on Google. It is literally everywhere. My show that you're listening to now is called Spicy Memories. I have another show called Five Ingredients. Thank you all. And Ashley, again, thank you so much thank you for having me on this show show. i hope everybody learned something and let me know if you start your own show because we will listen so we will be your first supporters we will stay classy and i will see you all for the next episode bye